Welcome to There is an Angel for That. Over the next hour, Yvonne Cote and Carolyn Dickinson will help encourage you to explore your spiritual side to achieve transformation by delving into the spirit realm of angels and archangels. Now here is Yvonne and Carolyn. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Uh, there is an angel for that. My name is Yvonne Cote, and joining me today is my amazing co-host, Carol Ann Dickinson. Hello, Carol Ann, and how are you doing today? Hi, Yvonne. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's so nice to be here. How yeah. was your holiday? My holiday was really actually amazing. It was relaxing for a change. Uh, so yeah, I had an amazing holiday. How about yourself? We had a great time. My sister and I went off to go see the new Avatar movie, which was really amazing. And if you haven't seen it, I really highly recommend it. Also, bring something comfy because it's a very long movie, but it's oh, wow. wonderful. Yeah. All right. I'll have to keep that in mind. I haven't been to the movie in a long time, so time to do something new, right? <laughs> yeah. And now we're getting ready for the new holiday. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So we have an exciting topic lined up today, Carolyn. Um, today it's all about fear and can fear block your intuition? But before we got into today's topic, I just wanted to let you know we have received many questions in from our listeners, which is so exciting. So I was wondering if you wanted to go through a couple of the questions first before we dive into our topic. Yeah? Okay. Sounds great. Sounds great. Okay, so the first question we got, it's a nice long question. It's got a couple parts to it. It says, hello, ladies. I was wondering if you work with one specific angel or archangel when you are doing both mediumistic and psychic readings, or do you have a separate archangel for each? And then there's a second part to the question, which we'll answer in just a sec. Okay, so I'll start answering that one first. And for me, it's, it's when I'm getting ready to work, I have kind of a ritual for the lack of a better world that I do for the lack of a better word. I just ask all the archangels to step in. And if I'm getting ready to do that kind of work, it's the things that I do ahead of time. So asking the archangels to come in, clearing out my energy setting all my own stuff aside so that I can get ready to work. It's a whole thing. It usually doesn't take very long, but there is like a regular routine thing that I do. Right. And if I am doing healing work, I think that's different than when I'm doing um, either psychic or medium. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for me to answer that question, uh, the answer is yes, I do actually work with separate archangels. Um, I feel like when I'm working in um, in a psychic reading, right, so connecting with my sitter across from me, I love calling in Archangel Jeremiah and Archangel Haniel. And I always set that intention uh, ahead of the reading, just that they're there with me. They help guide me. They help bring in clear, uh, strong connections. So those are the two that I really, really like for psychic readings. If I'm going into a mediumship reading, the first archangel that I always call on is Archangel Azrael. Um, and just like you, Carolyn, I do, I ask all the angels to come in. I set attentions ahead of time. But I just feel like Archangel, uh, for myself, Archangel Azrael helps bring in um, 
you know, that loved one and try to get that really good uh, connection with them. I also call in Archangel Michael just because I like to have him with me when I do it. And again, Archangel Jeremiah, just to keep that nice strong connection. You know me, I like to work with threes. So I really do <laughs> like having um, my little trio of Archangels that come in. So yeah, very good part of the question. And there is a second part that goes to it. Um, she wants to know, what other things can I do to strengthen my psychic abilities? And this, by the way, is from Cassie. Cassie, I have a really great answer for that one. And it really is sitting in the power. Vaughn and I have talked about that. And it is about, because what you're doing when you're sitting in the power, that's that meditating in silence, is you are getting to know yourself very well and your own emotions and everything else that you're experiencing in that silence. So also, there's like two parts to sitting in that power. There's getting to know your own energy and your own emotions and everything else that's in there and getting to know yourself very well. And part two of that was be then also to flow into how am I connecting to the spirit world? Meaning how am I connecting with my angels and guides? So the intention is not to make the connection. The intention is to sit into silence and allow it to happen naturally. Mm -hmm. And you will find just by doing that, if you don't do anything else, you are already strengthening and, and encouraging your own psychic and mediumistic abilities. Mm -hmm. Other thing that I'll say about that too, is that um, spirit uses, not that you're getting the information from the outside when you get psychic or mediumistic information, what's happening is you're being triggered internally to get a feeling, to understand an emotion, but it isn't what you're feeling from the spirit world. It is actually being generated and triggered within you. And the only way that you're going to know what that is, is if you sit in the power. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Absolutely. Yes. And that's when I learned about sitting in the powers when I met you. Yeah. And I loved it. And I learned so much from it and it helped me. It really did. It did help strengthen that. Uh, the only other things that I would uh, add to it is I feel um, when you're, when you're working with um, trying to strengthen that psychic, I always call it like your psychic muscle. So if you were to think of it in terms of like a bodybuilder, if I wanted to be a bodybuilder tomorrow, it might not happen for me like tomorrow. I'd have to go to the gym and I'd have to work out. So the other thing that I would say to that too, that helped me a lot was practice, practice, yeah. practice, practice, practice every day. Yes. And a lot of things that I did, and they were small, easy things that you can do. For an example, um, when my phone would ring, don't look at the caller ID and try to feel into it um, before you answer the phone. Like, who do you feel is calling you? You know, yes. those are easy ways that you can do that. Um, one other thing that I also liked a lot when I was uh, practicing was using center cards. Because um, I could sit by myself in my room and pull a card and try to, because they have four different designs on them. So I used that a lot as well. And I just found that they were really, you know, sometimes if you have that minute here or there, pull one and see what it, you know, see if you can really feel into it. Leave it sit there. And set the intention, you know, and it doesn't even have to be those. It could be anything, you know, but I, I worked with friends um, and family and I just, you know, did that. I, I had, had them do little things with me to help build and strengthen that. So, um, and what other thing that I was going to say is just getting grounded. Yeah. I found that once 
I got grounded. And if you're not sure what grounding means, um, and we can explain that maybe to you on a later show as well, but getting grounded, really just getting into yourself and almost like sitting in the power, but getting grounded just so that you're really in tune with yourself as well and really tapping into what's going on. It's yeah. kind of like roots or boots and wings. So you want your feet on the ground and the rest of you in the clouds or yeah. with spirit. Yeah. You know, I think, I think that everything that you just said is perfect. And I know that yeah. you're extremely gifted. So if it's oh. working for you, it's going to work for everybody else. Oh, well, thank you, Caroline. You're extremely gifted yourself. Thank you. Okay. Um, one other question. Well, I have lots of questions, but the next question that I got here was, will you be talking about orbs on your show? (laughs) Okay. Orbs is a funny subject for me because it has only happened for me like two or three times in my entire life. And one time it happened for me after my father passed and I had gone to bed and I'm I must have been like reaching out or asking for help or looking for support. And as I laid in bed, I looked up at the ceiling and the entire ceiling was covered with blue orb lights and they were moving and floating everywhere. And I very rarely see subjectively, but that was one time. And then the other time was when I was looking at a spiritual book, I opened up the book and the orbs, just all multicolored orbs flied out. So some people call them angel lights. Some people call them ectoplasm. And I just think it depends on your belief system, but it's all good news. Yes. Yes. I don't have quite the same experience with orbs, although I wish I did. (laughs) Um, But for me, I typically with orbs, I see them a lot in pictures. When you have a picture taken and people will say to me, oh my gosh, there's these beautiful orbs and they're different colors in the pictures. And does that mean anything? Um, And a lot of times, um, and there's some extremely um, interesting pictures that are out there. I know Diana Cooper um, wrote a book on it and she has just some amazing photos of, of orbs. But I truly believe as well that when you see orbs or sometimes people see them on baby monitors, um, they can oh. see the colors in the room. Oh, how great. Yeah, when they can see the baby and they see it. Um, so, yeah, I always believe nothing bad. I just believe that it's either your angels or your spirits or your loved ones are around. And that's just them trying to say to you, you know, I'm here um, yes. and I'm around. And so you often see them, like I said, pictures, babies. But those, that's my kind of experience with orbs. Yeah. Some photos. The only thing I haven't seen is the baby monitor's. And I think that would be really interesting to look at. I know that pets, your pets will see things a lot sooner than you will. Yes. It's been my experience. And I would always watch my cat to see where my cat was staring off in a corner or something. Absolutely. And I believe children have that too, like babies. I've had experiences when my children were younger, where they have that gaze, where they're looking around at the room. They kind of have a smile. Um, and you know that they can see something. Yeah. Um, and it actually leads into one of the questions that somebody had asked. And they said, is it true that children can see angels when adults can't? Um, and I believe that children have that, that um, the innocence, the child innocence. And they haven't been taught or told that things might not be right or 
you know, maybe you shouldn't be seeing that. Um, and I believe I've always, I loved it. Somebody had once said, we have a veil where the children, they don't have the veil over their eyes so that they can see. Um, they have a much, much uh, stronger connection and able to see things. So I truly believe, yes, they can. I believe they can too. And you'll, you know, imaginary friends, you've all heard that. Maybe you had someone you were little, um, but even, so my great grandmother took me when I was like four years old to have my tarot cards read. And I had this very interesting like memory of it. And it wasn't until I was in my adulthood that I finally asked about it only to come find out that she did take me to have my tarot cards read. And I thought, I wonder why she did that. I think that's an odd thing to do for a four-year-old. <laughs> but you know, this is my family we're talking about. All right. Okay. So I think we're getting ready to take a break. So let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Join angel medium and spiritual mentor Yvonne Cote along with medium, counselor, and teacher Carolyn Dickinson as they explore the realm of spirits, angels, and archangels. This journey will have you open to new possibilities and encourage your own spiritual exploration so that you too can implement or build and strengthen your daily spiritual practices in order to achieve some form of transformation. There is an angel for that. Wednesdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Do you have executive function challenges? Actually, these are a lot more common than you would think. These challenges include time management issues, organization, planning, focusing, memory, and problem solving. If this sounds like you, you'll want to check out Focus on Success. With Fazia Costi, you'll hear from professionals that offer advice based on their expertise and provide solutions to improve your life. Focus on Success can be heard Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern, on Voice America Empowerment. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. And we're back and we're answering questions. Yvonne, where are we at? Well, I have another really good question. This is a question that's coming in from Jonathan. 
Jonathan wants, well, Jonathan is actually saying, loving the show so far. So thank you, Jonathan, for that. How do I know if I'm having a psychic connection or a mediumistic connection? Well, Jonathan, really good question. So if you have somebody sitting in front of you, you're having a psychic connection. Now it is possible. Okay. So I'm going to preface this because get, get a little sticky. So if you have someone sitting in front of you and you're having a feeling or you're having an emotion and you, I, if I'm in that situation, I'm going to assume that it's about the person. If I'm psychic, if I'm doing the work. So there's that. If you set an intention and you are having a medium experience it will feel similar, but also it will be different. <laughs> I know that's really messy, but it is true. So I think there's intention there. So if you're having spontaneous medium experiences, my answer is going to be for you to sit in the power because that's how you really develop the skills behind the scenes and also practice. Like Yvonne said, practice doing a psychic reading, practice doing a mediumship reading, because how it shows up for me is not going to be how it shows up for you or anybody else. And you'll get used to knowing what level you're working on. So there is intention. So if I have the person in front of me, I know this field in front of me is my psychic field. And if I'm working mediumistically, the area to the right and behind me is my mediumship area. And that's where I'm getting my information. And that's where I'm putting my focus. So I think it's focus and intention. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense to me. And I actually think you're getting a little into another question we have here. So I'm just going to read it so that maybe we can elaborate on that further. It says, uh, and this is from Catherine, um, when doing a mediumship reading, how do I know who I'm connecting with? Oh, well, that, again, takes practice <laughs> yes. because, I mean, and it's not a science. Mediumship is an art. And so when you're sitting and you bring your awareness to your solar plexus and you have your awareness to the right and behind you, you're going to set an intention that you're going to have granddad, mom, dad, brother, sister, and you're just going to get the information. I know that sounds like there's no concrete way for you to get it unless you just practice it. And then you will know, because when we practice, we're always practicing getting who I have, grandmother, dad, mom, brother in spirit, and then the information first. So if you know who you have, the rest of it will flow. That's right. it. It's flow better. I'll say yeah. that flow better. Absolutely. Thank you, Absolutely. That's an excellent answer. Yeah. The only other thing I'd add is I learned something really cool um, a short while ago when I was taking some courses with John Holland, um, for any of the listeners who are familiar with him. And he had said it in a way that has never left me. He says, when for psychics, you are perceiving the information. And when you're mediumistic, you're receiving the information. That and is very always, true. Very found that very true. Yeah. So I'm not sure sure. Um, this was a message from Catherine, if that helps answer it for you. Um, but I loved it when I when I was taught that. And it's it's so true, right? So yeah, yeah, I really hope that that helps. And if you have further questions, love, love, love getting these in. 
And also for any of the listeners, if you're on, Carolyn and I are open to take calls today to answer questions live on the show as well. So feel free to call in if you're here and you're listening. Uh, the next question that I have comes from Jackie and it says, what techniques do you ladies use to protect your energy and how do you keep the energy in your home clear from that lower stagnant energy? Well, we did talk a lot about that on our last show. And so yes. there's a lot of different ways. I think it just depends on, I go on what I feel. Yeah. So if I feel like the house just needs a thorough, like spring cleaning, I might sage it. I'm mm -hmm. always working with Archangel Michael to clear my home and clear me. And I imagine cobalt blue energy flowing through the home. Yes. I might just clear what ener energy, depending on what it is. But I have to tell you, after, um, and we're going to talk about fear a little bit today if we get time. Yeah. But once I got over the fear part of it, I I don't really necessarily intend for protection. Yeah. Because it's about, because it's already ingrained. Mm -hmm. You know, and I have a teacher and I love very much that says to me, who are you being protected from, grandma? Yeah. Well, that's just a thought. Absolutely. Very, very true. Yeah. And I'm the same way. Um, a long time ago, I used to do things like bubbles. You often hear people say they would put themselves in a bubble. Um, I don't do that as much anymore. I think bubbles are okay if it's something that comes up really fast that if you don't have time for things. But I kind of moved a little bit away from putting myself in that protective bubble. I do other things now. I love working with colors. Caroline and I have talked yes. about that on the show. Yeah. So I love bringing this bright white. I like standing, being grounded, feet flat on the ground. And I envision this big, bright white light. This is something I do every single day, start of my day. And it fills up my entire body. And it's like a fountain, if you can think of a fountain. So it comes out from your head and it just flows down in and around you. And then I set the intention with color. That that bright white is clearing out anything in me that I know, Lee, that's not for my highest good is good. And then I would might put a color with it. So depending what I have going on that day, one thing I like to do, like today, we're doing a lot of communication work. So I might use orange, right? To have that orange color around as we're doing communicating. So that's kind of all I do. A lot like you, Carolyn, I don't really feel like I need so much as the protection, like from a grandma. Right. Um, it's more about just keeping my energy clear because there's other things that go on in your day that's just happening in the real world. Yep. And like I said, it depends on what you have going on. And if you're doing some healing work, you might want to do a green color. So totally dependent on what I have going on. And you can change the color. It's all about intention. So if yes. halfway through the day, I need to change it. I just change that up. But I do really like enjoying working with color, color energy. So I that's working with color as well. So yeah. color, whether that's in healing work or if I'm clearing space. And I have a friend who said, well, I feel like there's this yucky energy in my home. I don't know what it is. And I say, why worry about what it is? Just clear it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So I hope that answers that question that came in from Jackie. Jackie, if you're listening. Um, the next question I have is somebody who said they actually listened to me um, do a different uh, podcast or interview somewhere. And I referred to some angels as the Watchtower Angels. And they wanted some clarification. So they said, can you please explain to me what are Watchtower Angels or Archangels? What are they? And this comes in from someone named David. 
So David, for me, the Watchtower, I work with four main archangels. I work with many archangels, but I do have four that I consider my main archangels. And they're the directions, so north, south, east, west. So when I mean Watchtower is, if you will, they kind of like sit on their tower and they face a direction. So if I want to, um, oftentimes at night, I put my house, I put an archangel on each corner of my house. And that's why I work with the four of them. So Archangel Uriel, for me, he goes into the direction of north. And I ask him, just I do a little invocation with him. Thank you for blessing the north side of my property from lower energy, riffraff, nothing comes in. This takes like less than 30 seconds to do it. I go to the east, I ask same thing. I ask Archangel Raphael to come in. So he's my watchtower for the east. I ask him to bless and protect. To the south, I go with Archangel Michael my beautiful blue color. I ask him to bless and protect the South. And to the West, I go with Archangel Gabriel. And I ask Archangel Gabriel to bless and protect. And the reason why I like to do it is because it's different than the energy of my home or energy of maybe my my loved ones that might be around. You don't know what happens on the outside, right? And so I love doing that. Uh, so that's why I call them my watchtower. I envision them. I set the intention that they're there and they they bless and protect those corners. And my pets are outside a lot during the night and we do have predators. So it's just one of those, keep my whole home, my safe from anything, all lower energy, riffraff, that kind of thing. So I hope that that explains to you what the watchtower archangels are, who they are. If you need help with the spelling of their name or want to know more about them, like for sure, send an email in and I will definitely send that to you. Um, it's much easier to put it in writing back. Um, and again, that was coming from, I think that was coming from Stacy. So Stacy, if you're listening. Really good question. Really good question. And I hope it answers it for you. Um, so the next question I have, um, it says, how many archangels do you currently work with? And how do you know when you were experiencing a new archangel coming in? Another really good question. So for me, I work with many archangels, many, many, many. Um, I'm going to say more than 75. I don't, I don't, I have a, I think I mentioned to you in one of our previous episodes, I have a journal. Um, so sometimes I have to refer to it a lot. I put the color chips in that refers to them, the messages that I get, because it's really hard to remember all of it. But on a day-to-day -day basis, there's, like I talked about the four, but those are my watchtower in total, 15 of them. I might call on the main 15 archangels here and there as needed. Some days you may not need them, some days you do, um, but yes. And how do I perceive a new one coming in? It's the colors, the flashes. And when I start noticing I'm getting some kind of a different color come in, I know I'm getting a new angel coming in. And it's not just in my eyes, Carolyn. Sometimes it's you go shopping and you'll see this certain color of like a turquoise. And when it comes up, comes up, comes up, and you always have it put in front of you, that's when I really start to go in and go, okay, what's happening? And really feel into it. Go meditate, journal, really start to get into who is this archangel and what are they, why are they coming in? And, you know, what's going on that they're coming in for me? How about yourself? I think I'm like you. I work with a lot of different angels. And I think it just, I go off of what I feel and what I'm being inspired by. So there are several of them. I think that there are a few of them that I work with more often than others. 
only because basically because of the work that I do and also for myself. So, and then I think that for me, I've had the experience of sitting in the power and having an angel come in and I will get a visual of their wings and maybe their color and eventually a name. And so for me, I did get a name and I went and Googled it and it was something that I could identify with and made sense to me. So I think that sitting in the power and setting that intention, it's it's energy and feeling. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then being really excited when it happens. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So excited. Yes. Me too. Me too. So I hope that answered that question for you. All right. I think we're going to go ahead and take a quick break and we'll be right back after these messages. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you inspired by stories about personal empowerment, well-being, and the motivation to achieve more? Get ready for Next Steps Forward with Chris Meek. Each week, Chris will talk with experts and icons from different walks of life who personify energy, direction, excitement, and purpose as they take bold steps forward in pursuit of excellence and service to others. Tune in to Next Steps Forward, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit VoiceAmerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, and thank you so much for all the questions that you've sent in. We'll be looking forward for to more of those. And so we're just spending a lot of time answering questions today. Yeah. So I have another really great question that's come in here, and this one's from Connie. And Connie asks, I heard you ladies talking about free will on a previous episode. 
But can you explain a little bit more about why some people get saved from incidents or car accidents, even when they didn't ask for help? Well, that's a really interesting question. And I and there's a lot of different theories about that. But the, the really honest answer for me is that's way above my pay grade. <laughs> so, but I will say this. I do think that there's, I don't really feel like there's, we're all predestined. There's a specific date and time that we're supposed to be here and not supposed to be here. But I do feel like that there are moments when the angels will intervene if it's really not our time to go. And that's what I meant by way above my pay grade. Yes. But, so that's what I believe about that. How about you? Yvonne? I absolutely agree. Um, it's, it's tough um, because I don't have an exact answer. I only get what I feel for my angels. And when I hear beautiful stories from people, and I think I, I talked about it that last week, how that one person got saved by this transport truck from hitting the back of her car. I truly just believe what I feel for my angels and it just wasn't her time. Right. And whether she asked for help, I mean, I don't know. She doesn't remember things happen so quick. Yeah. Um, so for me, free will is for people who, when they come to me and they say, like, I'm asking for things, but but nothing's happening. But I always ask, like, well, how are you asking? Or, And a lot of times you hear from them, well, I just make comments off to the side, like, oh, I could really use a new job right now. Yeah. But it's not really, in, like, you're not really invoking, you're not really asking that guardian angel or the angels, you're just making kind of like a statement. So sometimes, again, it's all about intention and how you say things. So that free will piece for me is, you know, telling them it's okay to come in and, and for help. But in these extraordinary, extreme situations, I mean, I just believe that it probably wasn't their time. And if it wasn't their time, that's how they were intervened um, for it. But it's a really, it's a great question. Um, really is good. Just it's, it's um, you know, it's really hard to answer because I don't have, you know, I can only tell you what I feel and, and get from my team of angels. It just wasn't her time. And when I get those goosebumps, when I'm doing readings or working with people and I just, my body is just covered in goosebumps. I just know, you know, that this is something that happened. It just wasn't their time. And the angels are just saying, you know, just be grateful and, and keep on going. So, yeah. I, d I don't think that we always have to invoke their help. I think that they know us better probably than we know ourselves. And when we're struggling and we're in a really dark place, even though we can't feel them sometimes when that's happening, they're always, always there. Always. I so believe that as well, Carolyn. I really do. I always do. So I really hope that helps answer that question for Connie. And I think one of the last questions that I have here, um, it's somebody's asking about astro traveling. And it says that they believe that they're actually doing some astro traveling. And is there an archangel or angel that I can work with to help me understand this a bit better? I, I really have not had that experience. The only experience I've had with astro travel has been in a dream and it was so vivid and so real, but I, I don't know, Yvonne, have you ever yeah. had that experience? Um, I do believe I have um, 
Astro traveled twice that I can recall. And it was such an odd feeling for me because I believe I woke up before I came back in to my, and I didn't understand this until somebody explained it to me. Um, because I remember I could, I was laying there and I felt like I could, I wanted to scream or talk or do, but I couldn't do anything. But it just took a few minutes for me to come back. Um, cause if you would have asked me this before, I'd have said, Oh my, no, no, I don't. Until they explained to me what that experience was. Cause I had never experienced it. And it was, I thought scary at the time. But once explained to me, and they said, just relax when this happens, let yourself just, I was like, okay. And I was fine after that, but it doesn't happen to me very often. So I don't have much to say with it. My only recommendation is if this is something that's happening to you all the time, um, the archangel that I work with for like dream interpretations, um, I call him my esoteric um, wizard angel. His name is Archangel Raziel. And he would be the angel that I would suggest that you work with. Um, and again, because you're doing a lot of things in your dreams or if you're doing extra traveling, you know, invite him in and ask him to come in your dream and help you explain maybe what's going on or questions that you have. Um, because I find I can call angels into my dreams and I, I can get a lot of information. When I wake up in the morning, there's a lot of things um, that I, I put to them and that comes to me. Um, so I hope that helps and i hope that answers that question for you um and again if you have any other questions please send them in and you know we'll do our best to continue to try to answer them well and also like congratulations astro traveling is pretty cool yeah <laughs> yes absolutely absolutely for those that do it yes yeah i'm wondering I for this person that sent the question in i'm wondering what other gifts she has because it's not just about the astro traveling. There's other stuff going on there. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe so as well. And one of the things that I heard when people do do astro traveling, um, often in the if they wake up the next day, they've had a really good sleep, but they still feel really tired and exhausted. Um, they didn't understand why. And when they went to somebody who more specializes in what this was, this is what she found out. She was kind of awake, even though she was in sleep, but you're awake and you're doing things. And I know some people felt like it was a bit of a scary thing, um, but even sometimes they felt like they could go to see their children in the next room and they can see them in there, but they didn't understand or didn't know what was happening to them. So that's my best um the information that I have with working with it is uh, it does happen. I believe it does happen. I've, I've experienced something, so I can tell you, I do truly believe it happens, um, but I don't experience it enough. But I do know some people who do get that if they wake up the next day and you find you're tired all the time, maybe that's something to talk to your angels or your spirit guides or, you know, find out what's happening because maybe that's what's happening to you. You just don't know what's happening. Yeah. I think great question. Yes, really great question. Okay, so I think that's most of the questions that I had um, that are here. Um, so our topic for today, <laughs> to delve deep into this one, is all about fear. And fear in terms of intuition. And can that fear block your intuition? So what are your thoughts on that, Carolyn? I have a lot of thoughts about that. I bet you do. And I can't <laughs> wait to hear them. Well, and, and the reason I say that is because I had some very early experiences when I was young and there were no, we didn't talk about it in my family. And then we talked a little bit about how I expressed how I saw energy coming off the tree and my mother took me somewhere 
and wanted me to quit doing it. And then when I was about 10, I was out riding bikes with my sister and a friend. And I saw my first spirit standing out in the desert in PJs. And to me, it looked like a live person, like a little toddler. And I said to my sister, hey, we got to go get that little kid and take him home. And everybody looked at me like, what's wrong with you? There's nobody there. And I said, oh, so I, for some reason I got in my mind, there must be something wrong with me. And so it created a lot of fear. Nobody was talking about it. No, when I did talk about it, I was like, quit doing it. So there was a lot of fear there. And I think fear can block your intuition. And I think that fear, more importantly, can distort the information that you get and make it scary when it's not. Absolutely. Makes sense? It totally makes sense. Yes. And I think fear can go in other directions as well. Um, for an example, for me, fear, yes, I totally 100% hear what you said there. Um, but also a huge part for me with fear was the fear of coming out of the spiritual closet, as I yes. call it. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a Roman Catholic home. Yeah. And I was afraid to tell, like, my mom and my family what was happening. Yep. And the other part for me, too, is because I get asked this question a lot was, Yvonne, how did you know when it was time to move on? Because as I've told everybody, I used to be a director of human resources. And that's a really tough thing to go from being in a corporate world to now I, I run a business called There's an Angel for That. Yeah. And I had that fear of... Um, coming out of that, what would people think? Yes. And so my husband, who has no fear in this area, would be talking about me and saying, oh, my wife, she's amazing and she does readings. He would go to his work and tell people and he'd come home and I'd be like, oh my God, what are you doing? These people are going to not talk to you anymore. But see, it never happened. He never had a fear around it. And he was proud of it. And he was just like, you should be too. And I didn't. And so I feel that that really held me back a lot with wanting to, you know, um, move forward. And even when Voice America reached out and they said, hey, do you want to come on and on to a shot? My first response was, oh, God, no. (laughs) Because I don't want people to know who I am and what I do. So I do think that fear absolutely plays a role um, because it held me back. And I can tell you, since I said yes And since I've been in your group working with you and people, a community like-minded, I can tell you, I can feel those fears moving away, you know, talking to my mom, because I know a lot of people said, well, how are you managing this with your mom being, you know, Mm -hmm. Catholic? And my answer for you was just honesty, you know, going out there this summer, just having that conversation. And I know a lot of people listening will say, I'm, I'm, I probably won't have that same experience. And I, I totally understand that. Um, but you just be true to you and still, you know, say who you are and it's okay. And that's my biggest life lesson that I have learned in 2022 was just stand in my power and who I am and be true to that. And let me tell you, it has so changed my abilities and getting clear messages. And it was just a life-changing moment. So for you, when we come back, we're going to take a break here in a couple of minutes. But I want to talk a little bit about when we come back about how you overcome that fear. Because it took me a long time. It yes. took me a long time to do that. 
And, you know, I had that conversation with my mom too, right before she went to spirit and we had that conversation, but before she went, it was before then it was a very different story. This was quit doing what you're doing. Something bad's going to happen. Yes. Versus this is something that you have and it's a gift. Yes. Yes. So we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Did you know that the average American spends 90% of their lives indoors? It's tragic and it's true. We've lost our connection to the wilderness from which we came, and it's impacting every aspect of the human experience. If you're ready to slow down and take a cue from nature to help you bring your best self to life, love, and work, and are ready for a breath of fresh air, then tune into Wellness in the Wilderness with Sydney Williams. Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. If you're looking for a radio program focused on reinventing public education, look no further. Let's Reinvent School with Ross Dennis will have you graduating with a new perspective on the public education system and offer insight into what can be done to ensure that all children thrive in school and beyond. Let's Reinvent School, Thursdays at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to There is an Angel for That. If you have a question for Yvonne, Carolyn, or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We're talking about fear and how it can interfere or mess with your intuition. And I think we're going to talk a little bit about how you overcome the fear, depending on what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's such a great thing with fear. Um, I can also elaborate a little bit more on the fear piece for me with wanting to get out and say who I am and what I do. And I know you'll know this firsthand for me being in your group with you. Having that, um, like, you know, I know I have the abilities to do it. But what's the worst thing is when you go into a reading with someone and they say, no, that doesn't resonate. <laughs> wow, does that put that almost that, okay, I'm not, I'm not doing it. And you feel your confidence and you have that, that part of you as well. There's mm-hmm. that fear of I'm not good enough. Yep. And oh, maybe this isn't what I, maybe I'm just imagining what I'm doing. And I'm thinking that there's a lot of people listening that probably can resonate with that and feel that because that was a huge thing for me. I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. No, no. And it, that was that fear that was holding me back. And it was working a lot with you, Caroline, that helped me get past the notes. You're, I've watched the most experienced psychic mediums, you know, 
people that are celebrities, every now and again, they still get a no. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, it's very common. Yep. Yeah. Because it's an art, not a science. Exactly. Right? exactly. So because you can get information that's accurate and and all of that information is accurate and true. It's just that it might be not in the right context. Yes. And it could be. So it's little differences and you just have to adjust. And it's being and it's finding that space of being okay with not being 100% perfect all the time, which is really hard yes. for a lot of us. I'm raising my hand for that yeah, one. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. So yeah, I found that that was a, a, a thing that was really wanted to hold me back and really, you know, no, I'm not going to do that um, or I can't. And so I had to get out of that mindset of the fear. And my mom had said something interesting to me when we had, you know, in the summer when I went to visit her and when we even talked about the show and she said, like, why, why wouldn't she do the show? And I couldn't answer the question on it. It was just the fear. And when I talked to her and I prodded her a bit more, like more on the Catholic side of things in the religion about mediums, because in the Catholic church, it's not exactly something that's accepted but she said she was fearful for me because of when I first started, I told her that I had fear. So she had fear because I had fear, but she didn't understand what that fear was. And she thought the fear was feeling the energy or having people around. And that wasn't the fear. The fear was for me telling people now who I am. And the fear of, like I said, coming out of that closet. So that's where my biggest part and I think for me and her we got a better understanding together because now she realizes my fear isn't from that connection so that's interesting because I've had both the fear of the connection and being terrified from old religious teachings yes what happens and also fear of being found out or coming out of the closet as a medium I actually did lose a job because I was working publicly and I had to say, oh, by the way, just so you know, I'm also a medium. They said, sorry, see you later. And after that point, I'm like, I tell them right up the front, this is what I do. Yes. Just so you know, I want to be very clear with you. And so after that point, I haven't had a problem with that. Yes. Yes. I had a really interesting encounter happening to me this fall. So I can tell you all this year I have worked on this. And when I was doing some work with color energy training that I do now, they someone had pulled a card for me and it was the card was called Two-Faced. This is a real short story. And at first I was really, I thought I'm hurt by that. Like, does that mean I'm a two-faced person? That's not what the message was. The message that came from that card that she gave me was, it was almost the yin and the yang. By day, you're this. And by night, you're this. You're yes. not doing, and I didn't quite understand. And when she explained it, I got it. And then right after that, I call my angels, sent me messages through emails from people. Um, like, say, my financial advisor. So what do you do now that you're not, oh, I work with yoga. I work with Reiki. I found I was picking what I call safe topics. Yeah. That I felt people wouldn't, if you told them you're a medium, I was worried that they'd be like, what? So I saw how I was two-faced and this all happened. I'm just telling you a short couple months ago. And so I really started to change how I, I now I'm like, no. Um, and I started that right away. And 
Shortly after that, we went to a restaurant and somebody asked what I did because I saw some tattoos he had and they were shockers. And he said, oh, you know, do you work with that? Are you in the industry? And I'm like, yes. And I told him exactly who I was. And my goodness, that just felt just like so good. It's just so good. So, yeah. So I really hope that helps um, some of our listeners too. Yeah. And I think that for you that are out there struggling with the fear of the connection or the fear of the information that you're getting, for me, the angels and archangels were, is how I overcame that incredible fear for myself. Mm-hmm. And I just did what we've already talked about, which is sit in the power, ask for help. This is what I want to do. It's already here. I've been with it all this lifetime. We've been trying to hold back the floodgates. I'm not going to do that anymore. Yes. Please show me how to do this in a way that will not scare me. Exactly. Beautifully put. Love that. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened a little bit at a time. Yeah. Perfect. Well, Caroline, time flies by really quick. We're getting to almost the very end of our show here. So I just have a quick question for you. Is there anything inspirational that you wanted to pass along to our listeners today? Well, we are coming up on 2023. So by the time that we are come together again, it will be in the new year. And so I always, every year I get quiet and I ask for information about what's coming up for us. And the message last year was inspiration. Where do you find inspiration and what propels you forward? But this year it's more about putting feet to your inspiration, moving forward in action. So finding what gives you what gives you joy, meaning and purpose, and following the thread and putting action to that feeling. So it's more than about the feeling of inspiration. It is about what is it you want to create with it? Yeah. How do you want to create it? We've talked a lot about manifesting. Yes. And I would say doing a vision board is something that I do every New Year's, every New Year's. And I think it's a powerful tool for focusing intention. What is it that you want? Mm-hmm. No matter what it is in your gifts that you have, you're needed in the world. Yes. Very true. You. I love that. Mm-hmm. I just love that. Yes. Okay. Well, for me, the little piece of inspiration every single day on my Facebook page, Uh, group and my Instagram. I do, um, they're not ones that I create, but I post them. So if it's something that you want to log on to and see, uh, but I've asked by some people to post it on here. So today's message was the angels are seeing to today. Know that all is never lost. Sometimes the bad times in life put you on the path to the very best times in your life. It's knowing that there's a bigger picture. So I just love that. And that's perfect for New Year. Absolutely. I love that. So what is it? Do you have any traditions for New Year's? Oh, I do. I do. Maybe we can talk about that on our, when we come back on our next show. Okay. Yeah. 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 
Um, so I just uh, wanted to say to other listeners, I really hope that you enjoyed the show. It was inspirational and helpful for you. Next week, we're going to delve deep into the topic of clairs mm-hmm. and explore how our angels and spirit team connect with us through our clairs. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. We are really looking forward to seeing you again right here on There is an Angel for That on Voice America, the Empowerment Channel. Angel blessings to you all, and I hope you have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to today's episode of There is an Angel for That. If you enjoyed today's show, please join us next week at the same day and same time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, we wish you a beautiful week.